This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. And uh, Gal, I was uh, I was uh, checking in with some of our friends across the state uh, that work for some of our sister radio stations in Missoula and elsewhere, and I said, "Hey, is anybody anybody covering the game down in Frisco, Texas? I mean, is, is anybody going to be actually down? When I say covering the game, not just you know sitting back here watching the game like like most of us will be doing, but is anybody actually going to be there? Be there for the rallies? Be there for the tailgate parties? And uh, God, sounds like sounds like no, uh, nobody's going to be down there. Then again. I don't know if, if, if anybody actually got to go uh, tag along for when the Bobcats were, were down in Frisco for the national championship two years ago either. But I had to joke with our friends in Missoula. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, no, nobody, nobody's actually going to be down in Frisco for the big game. I, I see all these these uh, young, brand new TV reporters that aren't even from Montana. They're getting to travel down to the game, but. Uh, Guess none of our people are going down to the game, and and I had to joke. Oh, but but don't worry. Some somebody in Missoula will be all over covering, uh, you know, some website story about the five best taco bars in Missoula or something. I'll be sure to have that coverage uh, for so for the weekend. Anyway, uh, speaking of the game, I was uh, so I was filling up my cup of coffee, walking down the hall, and I noticed Mark and Paul, uh, the the Breakfast Flakes, the great guys on the on the country station down the hall from us. Uh, they're not in today, and I was wondering. Well, Mark and Paul must be going down to Frisco, Texas, to watch the <laughs> to watch the Grizz play in the national championship football game uh, this weekend. I was going to message message Mark to see if that's the case. Uh, obviously, it's an inside joke because uh, uh, Paul, at least, is is I know a, a Montana State Bobcat fan. So, so I was going to joke with them. Oh, you guys are you guys are out today. You're traveling down to Frisco for the big game. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're here in the house. So it'd be fun to be down in Frisco, Texas, this morning. But uh, but uh, now we've we've got a lot of other big news stories to talk about here today. Uh, going to be taking your phone calls and much more. Uh, if you want to jump in on the conversation at any point. Uh, let's see, where should we start here in the six o'clock hour of the show? Uh, let's start with a couple of, uh, couple of things that I've been sharing via Twitter already this morning. This is some of the stuff that, that caught my eye. Uh, last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, and then now in, into this morning, uh, as I'm getting uh, re- ready doing show prep for you here this morning. So liberal Senator John Tester has a new campaign commercial out. And, you know, this guy, of course, is a phony. He's a phony. He's the, the pretend moderate, the fake moderate. He's got a new campaign commercial out where he is bragging about and, and, and claiming that he saved Hunter Zed. He saved Hunter's education in our schools. He saved archery programs in our schools. You guys remember this issue? You guys remember? John Tester is the guy who voted for the bill that was basically going to strip away Hunter's education programs and archery programs in schools. These schools would lose their funding if, uh, if they didn't do away with these programs. John Tester did that. John Tester voted for that. But now he's running a campaign commercial saying, I saved Hunter Zed. Hunter Zed in schools was never at risk until you passed the bill that threatened it. Anyway, this this just shows what a phony this guy is. And and I want to give you a little bit more background about this phony campaign commercial right after this. Here is your Montana news. Bozeman police needs your assistance in locating a woman missing since mid-December. Megan Stegman is a 34-year-old Native and African-American, 5 feet 7 inches and 195 pounds. She has curly brown hair and brown eyes. 
Colorate reports that the distinguishing thing to look for is a vehicle, a 1973 tan motorhome with damage to the rear on the driver's side. It has a Washington license plate 187WJY. That's 187WJY. Stedman has a connection to this old motorhome. Billings Police thinks Megan disappeared under suspicious circumstances. Anyone with information on Megan Stedman's location can call Detective King at 406-582-2242. Again, 406-582-2242. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll see more cloudiness today and some snow shower activity developing around the area. Could mix with some rain in the Billings area this afternoon. Otherwise, up to an inch possible in the Bozeman area. Highs from 30 in Bozeman, 43 in Billings. For tonight, turning partly to mostly cloudy. Lows from 11 in Bozeman to 20 in Billings. And then on Saturday, partly sunny to mostly cloudy skies. Highs in the 30s. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Coming up on Friday's Montana Talks, we should have more time to take more of your phone calls so you can be heard all across Montana. Plus, one thing I should share with you. I caught up with uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines here recently. You know, back when Senator Joe Manchin said that he was not going to run for re-election in West Virginia, Senator Daines predicted it, what, one or two days earlier. I got a chance to ask him why he was so confident with that prediction, and I think you'll find his answer interesting. That and more Friday's Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. Oh, that was the other story. I thought I was going to stop. Uh, start with the one about Max Bacchus, the Bacchus Institute, and the fact that, that the Communist Chinese Party is funding the Bacchus Institute at the University of Montana. There's a big Fox News headline about that this morning that was another rant i went on uh twitter about here uh about an hour or so ago uh so yeah i want to get to that one but first let's start with this phony fake campaign commercial from liberal senator john tester uh the flip-flop flat top fake phony moderate uh breitbart news had a great story uh they published yesterday in fact i so i a little background so i see this tweet uh, was it a Politico reporter? Now I got to go into Twitter just so I can see, give you the backstory here. So I, this tweet catches my eye yesterday. I think it was from a Politico reporter. And now I'm going to have to scroll through a few different things here to find it. Uh, but, but, but basically, uh, this Politico reporter is, oh, new ad from John Tester, where he, I'll just go into the Breitbart story. I think they embedded my tweet in there anyway. Uh, this political reporter is like, oh, new ad from John Tester, uh, where he says he saved Hunter's education uh, in Montana schools. And he's and he's bragging about this in this campaign commercial. Here it is. Yeah. Anthony Andragna, Andragna a congressional reporter for Politico. New John Tester re-election ad features a hunting instructor saying the senator, quote, got his Republican colleagues on board to stop Biden's policy and defend our Second Amendment rights. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Republicans who didn't vote for the bill that you voted for, 
that would strip school funding away from Montana schools unless they got rid of hunter's safety or unless they got rid of uh, archery programs. You voted for that bill that did that, that threatened that. They voted against it. Oh, but, but you had to get them on board to fix the problem that you created. And so I, I saw this tweet from this political uh, uh, reporter yesterday, and I said, what a joke. He voted for the bill that led to the problem in the first place. Create the disease? Take credit for delivering a cure. Wasn't that the bad guy in a Bond film? Uh, this literally was a narrative in a James Bond movie where the, the, the whole evil global bad guy, uh, his whole plan was, hey, we're going we're gonna to spread this virus all over the world. We're going to kill all these people. And then we're going to profit off of giving the cure for the disease that we created, that we unleashed. This is what John Tester is doing here. John Tester creates the problem. And and uh, it, it be, I wonder if they did this deliberately, too, just so they could come up with these fake, phony campaign commercials to manufacture a win, to make it look like he's doing something. He he voted to create the problem. He voted to strip away school funding from schools that didn't uh, do away with Hunter's Ed or Archery, or if they didn't do away with Hunter's Ed or Archery programs. And then uh, Republicans criticize it, call it out, not just Republicans, but everyday folks here in Montana and schools and and. And then uh, he takes credit for for reversing the thing that he already did. He just he 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 created this problem. He created this crisis out of thin air. This is what the Democrats do. They create a crisis. They create chaos. That's what. They, well, then, then of course they blame it all on Trump. I'll, I'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, yeah, great piece at Breitbart.com. Uh, Senator John Tester airs ad touting his opposition to anti-gun education policy that he voted for. Here, let's play the audio for you of this fake, uh, phony campaign commercial from Liberal Senator John Tester. I love teaching hunter education and passing on Montana's outdoor heritage to the next generation. When I heard the Biden administration was trying to block funding for gun safety and hunter education classes, I knew John Tester would do what he always does, give him hell. John got his Republican colleagues on board to stop Biden's policy and defend our Second Amendment rights. Montanans know John always defends our way of life from anyone, no matter what. I'm John Tester and I approve this message. So uh, I don't know if this was included in the uh, in the Breitbart news. So who is the guy that just made those laughable claims there? Now, if if you just read liberal news sources, they'll say, "Oh, a, a hunter's ed instructor in Montana is is thanking John Tester." BS, complete BS. I, so I, I see this guy's name, uh, Salazar, I think is his last name. I see this guy's name, and I thought, okay, let me do a quick little search. Took me two seconds. Took me two seconds to do this quick little search. Who is this guy that's in this John Tester campaign commercial? Is he is he just a legit, hey, this is just a, yeah, just a normal hunter's ed instructor speaking out on behalf of other hunter's ed instructors? No, the guy lives in Livingston. His name is Salazar. He's on the board of a Democrat Party front group. So you've got a guy in a Democrat campaign commercial making fake, phony claims about a fake, phony crisis that John Tester himself voted for, that John Tester himself created. And then you got some guy who's the treasurer for a green decoy group, a, a, a radical environmentalist group that's already been documented as a Democrat Party front group funded by Hans Wies, 
who funds the American Prairie Reserve, who funds all these radical environmental groups. He's the Swiss billionaire that also funds Hillary Clinton. This guy is the guy in the John Tester campaign commercial making these phony claims. I mean, it's just, it is such a joke all around. This fake, phony John Tester, the, the fake, phony, oh, I'm just a normal, everyday Montana. Oh, shucks. The people that he has in his campaign commercials. I'll tell you what, you know what, if, if you got fooled the first time, if you got fooled the second time, I, I mean, come on now. For Pete's sake, people. And then look at this invasion on our southern border. John Tester is responsible for that chaos. John Tester is responsible for that crisis. So don't believe a word when he says he's got a cure for that disease either. Because he is the one who unleashed the virus. Securing America. On Thursday, a U.S. strike killed an Iranian-backed militant leader in Iraq. Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Patrick Ryder discussed the matter during a briefing. This individual was actively involved in planning and carrying out attacks against American personnel. And as we've long said, we maintain the inherent right of self-defense and will take necessary action to protect our personnel. There have been over 100 attacks by Iranian-backed groups against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria since the Israel-Hamas war started. There have also been around two dozen Houthi-backed attacks on ships in the Red Sea since mid-November. Wednesday, the U.S. issued a warning to the Houthis to stop or else. Vice Admiral Brad Cooper, the commander of the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command, says because the Houthi missiles often miss their targets. We've taken the appropriate approach of, of protecting ourselves and, and downing these missiles using prudent self-defense. Easy call. Give me rescue. Fox News. Well, it's the story about the dirty laundry in the basement of the Lincoln Center in downtown Billings. Oh, hey, I thought that was kind of a catchy headline. But no, actually, this is a pretty interesting story. So we had a caller call into the radio show and say, hey, did you hear what they're doing with the washer and dryer in the basement of the Lincoln Center? I got the full story for you. Actually, pretty interesting. Uh, it doesn't involve migrants, apparently, but it does involve homeless teenagers. Check out that full story. Go to MontanaTalks.com. I'm Chad Perk room at the Speaker's Lobby. The Senate stuck around Washington for a few extra days before Christmas. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer partially delayed the Senate holiday recess to maintain momentum with the border security talks. However, a few senators thought much of that effort. A meager 61 senators surfaced on the evening of November 18th for a vote to confirm former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley to run the Social Security Administration. It was the sparest attendance for any Senate vote since 56 senators cast ballots on an appropriations bill on May 28, 1959. The 1959 tally was only rivaled by a scant 54 senators who showed up for a vote on May 5th, 1960. The issue at hand, well, it was more like the issue afoot. Duties the government levied on legs used to make shoes. The Senate voted to give the duties the boot. Border security talks are taking so long that senators may well burn through a few pairs of shoes before they strike a deal, but expect a full complement of lawmakers back on Capitol Hill in the coming days as the 2024 legislative year begins. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, rising input costs are a major concern for farmers and ranchers and their ability to be profitable. And a major input cost these days is the price of diesel fuel. However, Jay's McCurry 
Certified energy specialist for Mountain View Co-op in Great Falls, Montana, told me that buying fuel in bulk is a way to help manage the risk of rising diesel prices. So one of the unique things that we do here at Mountain View Co-op is our bulk fuel contracting. So essentially what it is, is you're locking in a certain amount of gallons and price for next year, and you're combating those market sways. So you're not having to deal with those. Um, producers have a million things to worry about every day. So this kind of knocks that out and gets it done. But they know what they're paying for fuel. They know how much they're getting. And that way they're secure in their purchasing. And he says when it comes to following the actual energy market, farmers and ranchers really should be paying attention to heating oil versus crude oil prices when it comes to the market driver of diesel fuel. And of course, anything that happens geopolitical overseas, he says, can affect us over here as fear drives the market more than anything else. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. The Raw Montana Pro Rodeo Circuit Finals presented by FICO returns to Great Falls for the 45th year, January 11th through the 13th at Montana Expo Park. Over 100 contestants, five stock contractors, three nights of rodeo. It doesn't get any better than Montana Pro Rodeo. Get your tickets at ProRodeoMontana.com or at Montana Expo Park. We'll see you in Great Falls January 11th through the 13th. Torrington Livestock Markets in Torrington, Wyoming will have a bread cow special this Monday, January 8th. And they're expecting between 1,500 and 1,800 head of bred females. Early consignments include the complete dispersions from Jim and Colleen Blocker and Shelly Martin. Approximately 800 to 1,000 bred heifers. And here's J.P. Warner and Sons, 300 red Angus heifers. Having March and April, these are AI and bull bred. For complete listings, jump online and visit TorringtonLivestock.com. Well, barley and sugar beet growers from across our region are invited to attend the 2024 Montana and Wyoming Sugar Beet and Malt Barley Symposium, January 9th and 10th in Billings. Now, the event is a joint effort of Montana State University Extension and the Mountain States Crop Education Association. By the way, pesticide applicator and certified crop advisor credits will also be available. For all the details, visit mountainstateag.org. And from farm news to football this morning, you know a couple of teams from right here in Western Egg Network country will be squaring off for the FCS Championship in Frisco, Texas. The University of Montana Grizzlies and South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Now, while it's my journalistic responsibility to be non-partial this morning, the same doesn't hold true, though, for my wife, Rachel, and oldest daughter, Isabel. No doubt, it's going to be an awesome game this Sunday in Fresco, Texas. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nenna. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide.
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, by the way, so back to this whole uh, uh, story about the fake phony moderate and <laughs> and the uh, the Hunter Zed uh, programs. Uh, Senator John Tester airs ad touting his opposition opposition to anti-gun education policy that he voted for. Uh, that's the Breitbart News headline. Um, but the, the other thing that I wanted to add, so so the guy who's featured in the campaign commercial, you know, I mentioned he's a treasurer for this uh, Democrat Party front group, for this radical environmental group that's basically tied to Hans Wies and the Sierra Club and Greenpeace, Defenders of Wildlife and the Natural Resources Defense Council, the NRDC, all these radical environmentalists. What, what is the, the Montana Wildlife Federation, this green decoy group, what are, what are, they, are they really known for? They really support the wolves. What? So, if you if you support the Montana Wildlife Federation, I'm assuming you're you're pro elk hunting. You would assume you'd be pro elk hunting, deer hunting, things like that. But no, 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 no. They they're all about the predator that's destroying the elk uh, in the wildlife. Uh, and so they're they're a radical environmental outfit uh, that that wants basically no limits on on the wolves. And that's the outfit that is is being featured in the uh, Democrat Party front group ad for John Tester on this whole phony issue. Okay, uh, let me get to another uh, big story here. Oh, and then we got a message here from Right On John that I'll share with you here in a second. Uh, another story uh, involving former former Democrat Senator Max Baucus. This guy, you you guys know the deal about him. He 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 used his position on the as the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee to basically sell our country out to China. That's what he did, and then he got bought off. Uh, see, uh, the Democrats wanted him out of the U.S. Senate. They wanted to get another Democrat in there early so that they could hopefully win the Senate race back in what was it, 2014, if I remember right. And so they bought off Baucus. They, in fact, it was referred to as the Big Sky Buy-Off. And they said, all right, Max, if you get out of the Senate, we'll make you ambassador to China. And uh, Ambassador Bao Casey, as the Chinese referred to him, Bao Casey uh, is Chinese for coughs a lot. Uh, uh, anyway, so he goes, what does he do, like two years? I mean, he didn't even know where the bathrooms in the embassy were yet, and he was already out of the embassy. You know, he did a short stint as ambassador. But boy, I'll tell you what, he sure has profited off of those two years as ambassador. Now he's making all these money off of these Communist Chinese Party-connected uh, businesses. Well, the Bacchus Institute at the... University of Montana Law School, which is also named after some other Democrats. It's embarrassing. I mean, come on. Let's build a new building and name it after some other Democrat. I mean, give me a break. Uh, But anyway, the Bacchus Institute is actually funded by a communist Chinese outfit. And now they're funding these communist Chinese propaganda tours at the University of Montana. And so, uh, anyway, so uh, uh, Montana's congressmen are calling this out. Uh, I think they just need to strip the Bacchus name and get the uh, completely off the campus altogether because of his corruption and selling us out. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden gives a speech in Pennsylvania today marking three years since the Capitol riot, a day early because of bad weather in the forecast tomorrow. The campaign event takes place at Montgomery County Community College near Valley Forge, where George Washington and the Continental Army set up camp during the Revolutionary War. 
The historical site is expected to serve as a backdrop for President Biden as he plans to discuss the events of January 6th. Fox is Ryan Schmelz. The double amputee Olympic runner Oscar Pistorius is released from prison in South Africa. Pistorius shot dead Riva Steenkamp through the door of his bathroom on Valentine's Day 2015. After serving half of his 13-year sentence behind bars, Pistorius will spend the rest of that term on parole. That's Fox's Jonathan Savage. The monthly jobs report is out from the Labor Department. They say there were two 216,000 jobs created last month and the unemployment rate steady at 3.7%. America's listening to Fox News. That's freaking pathetic. Did you guys hear that news update there? Uh, I, I saw that news earlier this morning while I was scanning the headlines or maybe I saw some news alert that came out yesterday. That The, the guy murdered a woman. The guy murdered a woman. And he's, get, and he's already out of prison only seven years later. Murders a woman. He's. I tell you, this is why people are so disgusted uh, by uh, the the so called criminal justice system. Uh, the guy murdered a woman, and he's already out of. Uh, it's just insane. Okay, uh, here's the the headline that just came out here. Yeah, January fifth just came out earlier this morning, two a.m. Montana time. Montana Republicans fume over university defying calls to shutter the CCP-linked program, uh, highlighting the malign influence. The University of Montana is taking heat from Republican lawmakers in the state after uh, the University of Montana is offering a controversial study abroad program in China referred to as the CUSEF Cultural Exchange that has raised national security concerns from state lawmakers who say the groups that fund the trips are an organ of the CCP's approach to influence operations. The program is teaming up with two CCP-tied groups for an upcoming summer trip, the China-United States Exchange Foundation, which is an influencing operation described by lawmakers as a forum designed to advance CCP objectives and the Max S. Baucus Institute. The Baucus Institute, formed by former Democrat Senator of Montana and former Ambassador to China, Max Baucus, is highly funded by the Wan Shang Group. Everybody Wan Shang tonight. Uh, whose co-founder, Lu Guanchu, was awarded the title of National Outstanding Communist Party member. So basically, so, so the guy who is the National Outstanding Communist Party member is the one funding the Bacchus Institute at the University of Montana. Now, I see here uh, both Montana's Congressman uh, Ryan Zinke and Congressman Matt Rosendale are, are basically calling uh, this cultural exchange program out. They have co-signed a letter with the House Select Committee on the CCP uh, to the University of Montana president in early December expressing their concerns over the Chinese group's involvement with Montana students. Uh, but, but the trip is still being promoted, appar apparently, by the college. Uh, anyway, I, I think, and, and of course, Congressman Zinke was first uh, to call out uh, the university over this story uh, a few months ago. Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, I, I think I think I think the, the calls need to go even further. I think not only do they need to to put a halt uh, to this uh, to this trip uh, bowing. I mean, think of everything China did with COVID nineteen and everything else that that they've been doing and continue to do against America. And, and here the Bacchus Institute is on the University of Montana campus. Not only should this trip be canceled, the Bacchus name and his CCP-funded institute should be stripped off of the UM campus altogether.
Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. News Talk 970 and 103.3 FM KBUL. Your home for Fox News, Hannity, Bonquino, and Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, hey, we got the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about or jump in on the conversation. We did get a message here from right on John in the Livingston area, uh, I believe, uh, referring to this school shooting in Iowa. Did you guys hear about this uh, tragic school shooting in Iowa? Uh, and, and I've got some, some interesting information to share on that front, by the way. Donald Trump Jr. even weighing in. On this news, but here's what right on John had to say: If the people in the schools, uh, it, it's the people in the schools that, in part, are totally against guns. Well, they should at least be mandated to carry the Berna devices, bear spray, or a taser. It took the police almost eight minutes to get to the last school shooting. By that time, it was all over. Uh, so, yeah, th- this whole idea of, okay, even if you don't want to have somebody there carrying a gun to protect uh, themselves, to protect kids, well, they should be carrying something, right? And they're, like like John referred to, there are some non-lethal uh, defense measures. In fact, we'll be at the SHOT Show here in oh, about a couple of weeks or so. Uh, you know, world's biggest gun show, outdoor gear show uh, taking place in Las Vegas. We're going to be there uh, once again uh, with, and, and we'll get a chance to catch up with a lot of the Montana companies. But one of the, the Montana companies that's at the SHOT Show is a company out of Missoula, and they, they specialize in non-lethal uh, defense uh, mechanisms, uh, e- even alternatives to bear spray. Uh, so ed- anyway, that'll, that'll be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, uh, before I get to, before I get to the, um, the, the shooting in Iowa, uh, and something you need to know about about that news story. Let me let me just uh, finish up this conversation on Liberal Senator John Tester and his fake phony Hunter Zed commercial, and then former Democrat Senator Max Baucus selling us out to China, and now having the Communist Chinese fund his institute at on the University of Montana campus. Uh, Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy. Uh, basically responded to this phony campaign commercial from Liberal Senator John Tester. Uh, Breitbart News not only not only carried my uh, uh, reply via Twitter on on their their Breitbart News story, but here's the video that they shared from Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy. I fought for this country on the field of battle. 
I fight for this country every day, protecting Americans from wildfires. I'm sick and tired of watching career politicians go through the revolving door of D.C., get rich on lobbyist cash, and claim they're fighting for Americans. I actually know what it means to sacrifice and serve for this country. I've been wounded overseas. My wife served as a Marine. I was a Navy SEAL team leader. When I was 21 years old, I carried my first friend home in a box and handed him to his family. I'm sick and tired of watching our country get torn down by corrupt career politicians. It's time for a new generation of leaders. It's going to take a new generation of conservative leaders to save this country. All right. Uh, the, the other uh, the other story that I wanted to talk about, because this ties in with with, you know, John Tester. Here's John Tester. He creates the disease. He releases the virus. He votes for the bill that would have stripped school funding from Montana schools if they didn't do away with Hunter's Ed programs. And then he comes and, and claims to be the hero. He claims to have the cure for that virus, the cure for that disease. He claims to be the hero. But he's, he's the villain who actually caused the problem in the first place, the villain pretending to be the hero. That's who John Tester is time and time again here. Um, and and it's, it's just fully embodied in this campaign commercial. What, what what we saw the Democrats do during COVID-19 was what? What have we seen the, the, the left in America and the Democrats do? Especially, so Donald Trump was president of the United States. The economy is rocking and rolling. Wages are up. Inflation is down. Record low unemployment numbers for, for black Americans, for Hispanic Americans, for uh, you pick your ethnic category, boom. So, so the Democrats had to do everything they could to create chaos at every single turn. They had to create chaos. I, I've referred to this before as unconventional political warfare. They have launched unconventional warfare against America where they create chaos, rioting in the streets, Black Lives Matter, burning down uh, you know, uh, black-owned businesses in the names of, of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. They create chaos by blocking a Keystone pipeline. They create the chaos because because they wanted to create chaos, the impeachments, the phony uh, Russia, Russia collusion notes. They create the chaos because they want people in America to think, oh, OK, we just want to return to normalcy. And so we're, we're just tired of the chaos, even though it's the Democrats that are creating the chaos. Whoever is in charge of the government at the time. Uh, bears the responsibility for what they perceive as chaos in some voters' minds, right? And so, so the Democrats launched this unconventional political warfare against America uh, when Trump was president. But now we see the chaos that is actually happening. We see what real chaos looks like, not manufactured chaos of, you know, riots and protests and phony impeachment proceedings uh, that they launched against. We see actual chaos now, out of control interest rates out of control inflation, an invasion on our southern border, uh, fentanyl, methamphetamines, uh, youth gang, you, you name it, right? We see what actual chaos, not this manufactured chaos of the Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, always protesting left, but actual chaos that affects your pocketbook, that affects, that, that affects crime and, and public safety. That's why I, I thought this was really interesting. Listen to, you guys remember Jim Messina? So, Jim Messina, speaking of Max Baucus, Jim Messina was the chief of staff to to Democrat Senator Max Baucus. And then Jim Messina really got famous because he he was the 2012 uh, campaign manager for Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, anyway, he was on uh, with Josh Holmes, a Republican strategist, and 
And uh, they were on uh, with Dana Perino on Fox News yesterday talking about about how Joe Biden is now ready to go scorched earth once again. Joe Biden is going to is, is over the next few days is going to be basically trashing uh, uh, Trump, trashing anybody who supports Trump uh, and trashing America in a desperate attempt to save uh, his reelection effort. No, look, I think he's right in many ways. If you can't sing, you got to dance. And in politics, if you can't rise above, you're going to have to drag everybody else down with you. And the amount of choices that the Biden campaign has uh, afforded to them are very few. They're going to have to drag everybody down with them. And that's exactly what this strategy is designed to do. It's pretty cynical, but it's what they've got. And to be honest with you, there has been historical, a lot of historical examples of how this kind of thing has worked because it accomplishes a few things for them. First, it is obviously going to motivate a Democratic base that has been extremely reluctant to support President Biden. They have all kinds of different problems with him. Uh, second, honestly, and here's where this is strategically, I think, sort of interesting, is every time that Biden has invoked Donald Trump's name, it, it peels away the center of the electorate that ultimately, you know, they need to win an, an election. But it also motivates Republican voters. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the goalpost shadows of the Iowa caucus invoking Donald Trump, you have to think that the Biden campaign at somewhere along the way is trying to maybe motivate some Republicans to get out and vote for Donald Trump in the caucuses. Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, they, they do want to run against Trump, indeed. I, I want to ask you about this, speaking of Trump. And Jim, I haven't seen your commentary. You might have already commented on this somewhere else. But President Trump made a request to the justices in Colorado to, or to the Supreme Court to summarily reverse the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling and return the right to vote for their candidate of choice to the voters. That's because Colorado Supreme Court said that he could be stripped off of that ballot. What's your position on that? Look, I think the Supreme Court's going to need to rule very quickly. There's also a case in Maine here. They have to figure out exactly what's what the rules are going forward. I think it, it goes to the Biden case, though, that this is chaos all over the place. And it, it, do we really want to go back to Trump uh, in, these, in this chaos as we get drugged through court case after court case? As you know, Dana, there's another four mm -hmm. court cases coming up in the next few months for Trump. It really is, in the middle of all of this, going to be, you know, play in the backdrop of a presidential election as the Republican nominee sits in court week after week. All right. Did you see what Jim Messina just did right there? Now, Dana Perino basically does uh, point this, this, this similar uh, point out here. Jim Messina, he doesn't see chaos in the southern border. He doesn't see chaos in inflation. He doesn't see chaos in crime. He doesn't see chaos in interest rates. He doesn't see chaos in the Middle East. And, and all of the results of his Democrat Party's policies right now, he sees chaos in the courtroom. The chaos that they're the ones that are creating. Again, the, the Democrats create the chaos and then they blame Trump. They create the chaos in this country. Uh, they deliberately create the chaos. And she made the point that, the, the, wait a minute, the, the Democrats are the ones that are that are launching all these absurd court cases. The Democrats that are, one, are the ones that are hauling Trump into court after court after court. They create the chaos and then they blame Trump. But here, here's the other point that I think needs to be made. For, just for any of you never Trumpers out there who are who are uh, uh, yeah I'll say it gullible enough to think that the Democrats will not do any of these same tactics to other Republicans. The Democrats won't won't create chaos under Nikki Haley. The Democrats won't try to create chaos under under Ron DeSantis or Vivek or who even cares about Chris Christie, right? And so the the, the fact is is. You know what? They will go after any Republican. And, and just like they're trying to remove Trump off the ballot, if they're successful in doing that, 
they will it will be a pattern they will use time and time again against any competitor waking up on the right side this is the sean hannity morning minute is one thing going into this election year we've got to we've got to just stand back and marvel at all conventional political gravity that would normally apply to a presidential candidate does not apply to Donald Trump and the American people now you know going back to Russia 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 and three years of lies and and peddled conspiracy theories you know leading up to all of this you know has resulted in people Basically, they, they have made Donald Trump. They've done the impossible. A fighter like Donald Trump, they've turned into a sympathetic figure. And Americans sense the fundamental unfairness of all of this. And they also see the double standards. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, give your home a new look this year with Blinds.com. Now, Blinds.com invented the better way to shop for custom shades, shutters, blinds, and so much more. Measure and install everything yourself, or you can let Blinds.com do it for you at one low installation cost. Plus, you get free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. So start your year off the better way with Blinds.com. Get up to 45% off. 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is the Montana Economic Minute. There are a few greater villains on the economic landscape, it seems, than pharmaceutical companies. When an industry gets a nickname like Big Pharma, it's achieved a status right up there with tobacco companies. The stain is not without cause, of course, and drug prices in particular are at the heart of it. Those who call for government to control them get a lot of applause. But there's another side of drug prices, availability. And as we've learned during COVID, the concentration of drug ingredient production that comes from overseas. The surge in demand for some medicines during the pandemic exposed the fact that 97% of antibiotics and 83% of the top 100 generic drugs have no active ingredients produced in the U.S. China and India are the main suppliers, and it's for a simple reason. Profit margins are so thin that producers are forced to source their product from the lowest cost locations. The companies who make them are financially unstable, and as we've discovered, disruptions can cause empty shelves. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you deodorant.com code 300 brought to you from the montana hot spring spas and saunas live well feel better studio talking about the issues that matter to montana statewide this is montana talks with aaron flint hey happy freedom friday to everybody out there very excited our good friend george blackard in the house coming up here for freedom friday in the seven o'clock hour of the show and uh yeah i was man i was excited to see george i hadn't seen him in a while because you know he filled in for me for uh, a few fridays in in december and then and then david was in on a couple of fridays in december and so now we're back for 2024 uh, getting things started with uh with George Blackard in the house. Um, that, that school shooting story in Iowa, bottom line is basically it's another radical, radicalized transgender shooter. 
Uh, and so I want to talk more about that. I'll get to that in the 7 o'clock hour of the show. First, though, I've been, I've been trying to uh, play this legislative update every Friday here at this exact same uh, time of the hour. Uh, this is the legislative update uh, from uh, Jeff Lasloffy and the Montana Family Foundation. Last week, we mentioned two constitutional initiatives working their way through the process that could possibly appear on this year's general election ballot. We've talked about the effort to embed legalized abortion in Montana's Constitution, but there's another initiative that deserves our scrutiny as well, and that's ballot initiative number 12. The initiative would create a single ballot primary election where the top four candidates receiving the most votes advance to the general election regardless of party affiliation. As we've said before, this is an amendment written by liberals for liberals. Those in favor of the amendment are fond of saying it will result in more inclusivity and better representation. The mainstream media builds on that mantra by saying the effort has bipartisan support from members of the legislature. What they fail to mention is that it's supported by nearly 100% of Democrats and a small group of Republicans. In fact, Montanans for Election Reform, the group promoting the initiative, is made up of some of the most liberal Republicans ever to have served in the Montana legislature. The same small group of liberal Republicans who joined with Democrats during the Bullock and Schweitzer administrations to give you higher taxes, more regulation, and an explosive growth in the size of state government. Back when I served in the legislature, I judged a bill not only by what was said during testimony, but also by who supported and who opposed the bill. It's amazing how accurate that method of evaluation can be. As Montana becomes increasingly more conservative, liberals are becoming more desperate, and this initiative is just one example. Another adage to remember is that money is the mother's milk of politics, and when it comes to anything political, it's important to follow the money. And in this case, the funders of the effort are a billionaire couple out of Houston, Texas, who are pushing similar efforts in multiple states. Alaska adopted this type of primary several years ago, and it's been such a disaster that there's a strong push to go back to the old law. The problem is that under the proposed new law, you could have a scenario where three conservatives and one liberal take the top four seats in a primary. Then in the general election, the conservatives split their vote three ways, and the liberal wins with less than a majority of the vote. Those in favor of the initiative are countering this by promoting another initiative that would require a majority of votes to win an election rather than a plurality, which is our current standard. This is something I've always supported. The problem is there's no coordinating language between the two initiatives, which is dangerous because we could wind up passing one and not the other. We should pass the majority requirement first, then deal with the top four amendment in a subsequent election. The majority vote amendment is meant to provide a narrative to allay the fears of the situation I described earlier, but there's no guarantee that the majority vote amendment would even make it to the ballot. It could fail to get enough signatures or conceivably even be withdrawn at the last minute by the promoters in a game of bait and switch. Either way, we're treading on dangerous ground. Forget the hype and look at the facts. It's being promoted by the most liberal Republicans in the state, and the money is coming from Houston. For those of us who follow politics, it's clear that there's an agenda at work, and Montanans are about to be played. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government, and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right. Thanks to Jeff Lasloffy for that update. Uh, Freedom Friday coming up with George Blackard in the 7 o'clock hour of the show. Lots of, of great topics to get to. Uh, some some military news, some American patriotic news, and and then of course the big news of the day that George always does a great job uh, covering for us as well. So stand by, Freedom Friday, 
right after this. <laughs> 